Yep, it's a stupidly small podcast this Thursday, the 12th of March, 2015. I'm Stu Farrell. Hello, Lauren Clark, again. Hello. Hi. Payday. Oh, Thursday payday, except for how our pay structure works. We don't follow the conventional... You and um, I here at Stupidly Big. At Stupidly Big, we don't pay in the conventional way. How do we pay? Well, we don't, and that's the unconventionality of it. (laughs) It uh, actually doesn't have a payday. Uh, Right. I I did wonder. I I was sort of waiting for that. It's a labour of love. It is. Mm. It is. Um, Hey, Faz. What? I went for... You know how I've started doing the whole work in the city kind of business. You've become a nine to five. You wear the sneakers in, you put the suit on... That's ...and it. you uh, bob heads with everyone. I do. Up and down Broadway. I do. That's mm. that's my life. Um, no, I do that a few days a week and it is, it is a snapshot into a universe to which I had been unexposed for several years. And it's just interesting how you slip into that universe and everybody else there takes certain things for granted. And um, Such as? Well, like yesterday I heard somebody explain, somebody in our office explain to somebody who's, you know, somebody else who came in for a meeting or something. Mm. Um, the person said, uh, it's such a great, um, such a great group of people or something. Who and the Beatles? The people that we that we work with, that I work with. Okay, and because um, you, you never say that, you're saying the complete opposite constantly. Stop that! Oh. You know some of them listen, and good morning to them. Uh, anyway, they she said, uh, "Yeah, I know it is such a great group." Said my colleague, "It's fantastic, and it's so fun. We do this great thing." Oh. We have morning tea on a Friday together right, and we get right. coffees oh, and we get, yeah, yep. on the house. Um, somebody goes down and gets them and they put in petty cash and we get, um, and we, and we get treats and stuff at, at morning tea on Friday. It's so fun. And it just, just, and that was just adorable and lovely. And the person's very sweet who said mm. it. And that was, uh, but and I, I can't even remember which one of them it was who said Some it, but it was one of those little yeah. kind of conversations that you overheard. And I thought, that's that that's not my world that I've been expecting. Like having morning tea, <laughs> uh, you know, and that being like a fun breakout of office ritual. It's right. just it's, I don't know. It's just it's like the not, drones have escaped for five minutes. It, that, did, did you did you just have that little feel about it? It just it just I suddenly went ah oh, that's that's fun, is it? Well, there's four words <laughs> in there. Even though it is, it's lovely. It is don't not. Get me wrong, it wouldn't be yeah. free coffee. But totally, it's great. But it's but it's certainly it's not like yeah we have a slide in our office. You know, it's not like Google it's not or something. Google. <laughs> Everyone's office isn't like Google. Otherwise, Google wouldn't be Google. You know, I did go to. Sorry, I know mm. you're about to say something, but I did go. And have a bunch of meetings once. With in, Google? No, with oh. um, Nickelodeon, the kids' TV channel. Of course you did. <laughs> and, uh, was, and if you go to there, this is in the Sydney office, you go to one of the floors and the only way to get down the stairs is a lift, but the, there aren't stairs. Mm. There is a giant slide. So everyone's walking around with crutches. No, it's oh. perfect. And it goes kind of round in a spiral and with a big cushion on it. It's kind of like the faraway tree. It's brilliant. And I really do, I don't understand why more offices tree. don't have it. An what, imbecile. a slide? A slide. A slide. Why would you not? If Can you go down a slide on a cushion and not be gleeful? Yes. Nah. Totally. No, you can't. Don't you think with the slide you always have this fear of flying off the side? 
Especially yeah, on a you. on a one that goes around. Yeah. You know, like it's uh it, no, I, I don't like slides. I'd give me a pole any day. That's <laughs> serious. <laughs> it's more, well, it's more like a fireman's pole. Yeah, wolf quills. It's oh, more, and that's because like, it's manly. No, it's just more immediate. It's jaunty. It's still jaunty. Like you I, need the padding, though. I don't think you could do that without feeling a little bit of a spring in your step down the bottom. Either. Well, it will give you the adrenaline rush to get out of the building and like take on. You know, you'd give someone a hip and shoulder <laughs> on the way out. And you'd be, <laughs> See, these are all great. I love the and and. I see that it is a cynical attempt to make a workplace seem like a fun place to be. Because does that make then the, the more stuff they have like slides, poles, um, you know, beanbags, does that yeah. mean the workplace itself is that more or far more worse than the average workplace? Like it's that torturous that we're putting in these distractions. Well, that's an interesting question. I With places like Google, I am pretty sure they have amazing leave policies. They have like Thursdays, invent stuff day on your own time. You know, on our time, you do your own stuff and mm. like things like that. Like that, that, that model is amazing, but nobody else adopts that. Like everybody else's version of it is, you know, free you coffee. will work for, yeah, a free million hours and get a free coffee. Yeah. You mentioned a thing very early on, petty cash. Yes. Now, I've never uh, – I think I've worked somewhere with petty cash, I think. But Everyone. I've never really understood the concept of Everyone petty cash. Everyone has petty cash, don't they? But what's – is it? Is it so you can do goofy stuff like buy a coffee and still have it accounted for? Is, is this like the tightest financial little box in the, in the history of the world? I don't think so. I think it's just for small things that you don't want to go and take the corporate credit card down the shops for. There's another two words I've never really been involved with, corporate, corporate credit, credit card. Is that three, three words? I got once at a workplace I worked for, I was in charge of their office works card. Oh, that's like that- giving a, a, a drug addict the, 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 the means to an end. <laughs> it was. I had to cut it up. You cut up the work <laughs> office works card. <laughs> get that away from me. Get it away from Can me. Can I say, though, yeah. at, at risk of um, plugging a uh, multi Mm. Uh, conglomeration uh, news agent eater. Yeah, uh, I've recently started using Officeworks, and their printing and uh, duplication facilities are fantastic. They are I have second heard to none. That is not true for me. It's great. Right. I don't have um, you know twenty different um, thicknesses of cardboard. No, home. you don't actually care what the thing looks <clears throat> like. I do care what it looks like. Do you? Yeah. Okay. And then they sell you stuff that you can insert your printing into. So it's like frames or a little stand. It's actually really You're good. You're speaking like a guy who – this is this is like – you sounded like the morning tea person. It's really amazing. They photocopy stuff and you pay them money. No, they print <laughs> stuff. I've got a printer. I've got an expensive printer actually. Mm. But it can't do – and the computers, they just go bing, boom, boop, boop. And zip things around and it takes two minutes. It's a time saver yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying they're, they're revolutionising the way we look at things. But they, well, they are sort of because they, change, they put things on double-sided for you. They print it. They put on beautiful 300 GSM paper. I pick on you for being an old man talking about things like this often. But you are right in the sense that like that sort of thing and things like I've got a mate who's studying at university at the moment. Hmm. And he tells me about what he's been, how he takes notes and stuff. And you just go, what? So, and they sit in a class and somebody will write, scribble something, looks like they're writing on the wall. 
but they're not actually making a mark. It's like an E pen or something. And he, and he, the person draws it, she draws on the wall mm. or writes on the wall and it turns up on these screens on the left and the right and in front. It's kind of appears, materialises. The teacher's doing this. Yeah. Right. And they take notes, he takes notes uh, on with a stylus, like, you know, into a, an iPad. Right. And then there's a program that turns his scribbly notes into like a Word document. And you so can, it's too easy. It's so easy. Yeah. But mind you, you know what I did think? When I was a student, um, I used to, the old, oh, the computer broke kind of excuse. Well, that, that's not going to hold anymore. The computer broke? Well, the computer, oh, my God, everything was going so well. And then at the last minute, the computer crashed or the printer didn't work or whatever. Those excuses, because, because when I was at uni. Well, technology's improved. That's it. But, you know, I was at the cusp. That's I was it. on the cusp. Do you arrive at or you, are you, do you sit on a cusp? I think you sit on a cusp. All right. Well, I was on the cusp yeah. of uh, pens turning into computers. I, I believe that's what happened at, at some point in the 80s. <laughs> and uh, so we, we had the green screen, um, you know, old, the, the this, this will never catch on to our computers. Blink, blink, yeah, blink. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. So and, and computers, computers was an elective. And it was called computers, right? <laughs> so, um, so I rolled up to computers to have a look at what it was, and there's a, all these blinky, slow. You've got to write in like um, a, like a, a formula to get out three words. And <laughs> I'm going. This will never catch on. So I didn't go and do computers. Needless to say, okay. Those that did do yeah, computers, yeah, um, are doing quite well for themselves. Yeah. But my point is, like, yeah. I was in that unlucky bracket. I, right. You know, could I have this? This is going to sound like a bit of a moan, and really? I, I'm going to have one. But this could potentially be—I could be the 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 age bracket, say, thirty-eight to forty-four, right? Yeah. Right. I think that could be, unless you had, uh, had a bit of smartness about you, thirty-eight to forty-four could potentially be the most unlucky age bracket in history, like from that era. As far as in history, in history, really, yeah. So uh, no, the forties in about, Germany. I'm, no, no, I'm talking about when when you're relating it to Australians and earthquakes. You know, like okay, right, Australian problems in the in the right. Right, we're talking in Australian problems, small time problems, small time yeah. Australian problems. Yeah, in that if <clears throat> like say when I was twenty, mm. I said, all right, what do I do? Do I go backpacking, or do I use just a, a, quite a decent amount of money I've accumulated <clears throat> to buy a house? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I thought, no, <laughs> there'll be houses here when I get back. Oh, okay. So you think you're unlucky. I never had the... was just a wind circle. No, no, seriously. Uh, uh, the the mm. next generation that came along, even if you had money at I a certain you're, age... You're uh, putting yourself as a next generation. Hey, I listened to your age group. I listened hard. No, that was the unlucky age group. Yeah, I'm saying oh, right. below that, mm-hmm. just below that, um, there is a group of people who did – There were, houses never seemed possible to. Don't you think okay. that's less lucky? Mm. Yeah, well, no, because you never – Because we never had the chance. No, but you don't have the regret. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, not that I have regret. I wouldn't change anything. Right. But you don't say, oh, geez, I could have done that. All right. But I thought, you know, who wants to travel in their 30s? God. You know, like right. <laughs> is it, <laughs> uh, time. Youth, I don't know how we got there, but hey. oh yeah. But, oh, Young you're talking people. about computers. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, computers. And uh, well, is that by the way? Is that your pitch for you, for you're the unluckiest generation? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was waiting for like. Computers and in, then in the buying a, house. That is terrible, Stuart Farrell. How so? Because I, there is no, that is, you are not the unluckiest anything. I don't know. Well, look, you know, once upon a time, you know, the old, olden days, yeah. right? People could walk out of uh, school in grade four and say, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's how they all talked. Okay. I'm going to open up a, a hamburger shop. Yeah. And they'd go down, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I like, I'd like this uh, Collins Street, um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, residence. Yeah. I'm going to open up Bobby's Hamburgers. Yeah. And Bobby would open up his shop and he could stay there for 40 years at Bobby's yeah, Hamburgers on Collins you're, Street. You're describing the much described baby boomer versus rest of country um, divide. Right. And, the, and, and there are many kind of reasons for it and they're certainly not, you know, like there, there's no, there's no big sort of government infrastructure that's thinking about big ideas like that. Like there was, I, I've read, you know how there's every now and then there's something you read that's just like, oh, that's changed a whole lot of things, I think. One of those things for me was George Megalogenes's like essay he wrote, like, I don't even know how many years ago now, five years ago or something. And it was about how um, whatever else you thought of what they did, mm. uh, Hawke and Keating and um, even Fraser, I think he talks about, uh, they instituted Big, like, you know, superannuation, like Medicare, you know, big things mm. that kind of would affect the way generations were shaped and things like that. And his argument was that they that this was pre, um, uh, what are they called? Polling. Right. So, I mean, they did polling, but it was like one dude you're doing You're creating hang on a week's poll. And they ignored... Them. They just went, cool, so that's really unpopular, is it? Right, well, I'll explain it to the Australian people then. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and I will keep doing it because I believe in it and because, you know, it, it's what's the point of not doing something you've said you're going to do? Yeah. And then, of course, what would happen? People would come around to it because you've instituted yeah, it. You've well, not the had sky a fight hasn't about fallen it. In, yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, anyway. Oh, and the interesting sort of flip to that was there's a story during the week where you know, the whole metadata stuff yeah. and uh, we're just letting – we're just saying, yep, take it, baby. You know, oh, right. really? Uh, and both sides of politics going, yeah, we're going to take it. We're going, all right, just take it. Yeah. Whereas back when Hawke was around, he tried to introduce the Australia card, for instance. Totally. Which is just going to be a number to link to everything. And everyone said, no, you're frigging not. That's true. You know, and we stood up and said no. Yeah. And then they eventually backed down. Now, huh. this time around, we're, even, we're lying around going, anything else you want to take while you're at it? I wonder if the internet's partly to blame for that. You know, We're blaming uh, the internet? I'm the old person? No, I'm saying, <laughs> yes, true, good point. But just, you know, the, the, we live in a different world where we do think that um, the public and private are messy, Fair which is ridiculous. Uh, well, if only we both studied computers. I did study computers, by the way. Didn't help me at all. (laughs) Stupid. Stuart. What? We talked for way too long then. Well, it's important stuff. Well, like, we... Way too long in whose book? We're in charge here, right, well, buddy? We're going to have the Australian Podcasting Association on our backs again. We can't run long. So we're only going to do... This little segment and then we're going to... You know where the bad boys are podcasting? Get out of here. We so are. Mm. We're just recalcitrant. We just go long. We don't even care. I know. And they just can't (laughs) handle it.
<laughs> their stupid rules. Now Take that, APA. Now we've taunted them. APA. We're in trouble. Uh, hey, for the what is in your phone segment today, mm. I thought, which we randomly do sometimes, I thought uh, I'd bring your attention to a story. Now, look, a lot of people have probably heard this one doing the rounds over the last probably couple of days on uh, online. But... Have you heard the story of Reg Spears? No, but I want to marry his name. It's a good name. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a name of its era, I reckon. I was just What's thinking if I, I was, if I was going to have a kid, I'd go Reg now. What? Reg. Really? Yeah. Reg. Yeah. Reg. Yeah. You okay. would call a child Reg. Mm, I would. Um, era 70s, 60s, 70s? No. Oh. Uh, 60s. Yeah, you're right. 60s, not 70s. No, you're right. You're just so used to saying I'm not. No, no, no. He was, as in, he was alive in the 60s. He wasn't born in the 60s. Reg Spears. Yeah. I remember Reg Hunt. Yes. Well, Reg Spears, otherwise known as the man who posted himself to Perth in a box. Oh, nice. From where? Well, it's a great story. Okay. So, in 1964, he found himself stranded in London with no money and he wanted to go home. He, He had a kid in Perth and he wanted to go home in Australia and he wanted to go home for her birthday. And he used to, I'm gonna, not going to – I'll put the story up online yeah. so you can check out the details later. I may get some of these wrong, but okay. I just think it is such a lovely story. Reg. So what he wanted to do, Reg, mm. <laughs> Reg Spears, mm. is he wanted to get home. He used to work, I think, in the docks or something, so packing – not in the docks, in the at, at an airport, but packing, you know, things into shipping containers to take in freight tra- planes overseas, right? And when he was doing that, he suddenly went, they ship animals. Don't they? Isn't that, wasn't that a they Elizabeth ship, Taylor they movie? They kill horses, don't they, or something. Shoot. Shoot horses, that's right. Um, yeah, so he said, so, and the animals arrive alive. Hmm. And I've seen how they get lifted off and on the back of things and stuff. And it's not going to kill them. Hmm. Maybe I could just put myself in a box and post myself hmm. back home. So he made a box, he and his mate, and he told his mate, his mate was in on this, and he said, here's the box. It can open from the inside on both ends. Um, it's, an, it's long enough that he could almost stretch out in it. Knees bent, but he could lie down. And he could sit up in it. Okay. Sounds like hell. Hell. Yeah. Absolute hell. And he did it. He got himself in the box and he got taken from um, – he got picked up and, you know, he got hoiked around. He had he nearly at one stage got um, uh, like, you know, ran out of just – he desperately needed a drink of water. Did he take any muesli bars? I don't think he came super prepared, let's right. be honest. What's well, Reg. Uh, Reg's a bit Reg. of a knockabout. He's a bit of a yeah. knockabout. Yeah. But he – at one point they stopped and they stopped in France and he – Desperately needed to pee, so he got out of when when there was nobody there. Yeah. He got out of the box and he peed into a, like a receptacle of some kind, and then he heard somebody coming, mm-hmm. the Frenchies, and he went, "Oh my god, I'm about to get busted!" Put the cup of water on top of the box. At which point, I'm like, "You don't put it on top of the box. What if the box gets knocked and you smell mm. like wee for the rest of your journey?" But that's not what happened. He's lying with animals, but yes. True. <laughs> That's not what happened. What happened was he clam- clambered back into the box, did the box up, was like, uh, uh, 
quick and nobody saw him and they came in and they saw the um that they saw the we and they moved it away and they he said something like some line like um uh, they were saying some terrible things about the English because <laughs> they were very unimpressed about the baggage handlers at the other end, right, yeah. who'd obviously peed in a thing and left it on a box. Then he gets back in, they travel more, and then the next time he hears voices, he hears the Australian accent and oh. the New Zealand accent. and the He's, soothing he's sitting accent. in a box and he's grinning from ear to ear. And I felt that feeling like coming home from a... <laughs> economy class flight mm. um but just that kind of affection for home you know but he was oh this is the best so he he waits for everybody to go he unhing- unhinges it's the box. so hard to wait you just want to be out of there oh, desperately yeah. and he said that he said i really wanted to get okay. out and then he gets himself out of the box he steps through to another area in the airport nobody's there this is it's good old days. Where it couldn't happen these days because of security. Mm. And he just takes, he's got in his back pocket, he's got his uh, passport. Yeah, clean pair of strides. Takes it through, <laughs> takes it through, gets it checked, gets checked in, you know, whatever. And then he gets on, it gets a cab to town. There he what he failed to do was tell his mate, and they had an agreement where he was going to tell his mate. Right. That he was safe because his mate had colluded with him and thought this could go very wrong. Um, and he didn't hear from him. And so he contacted uh, a journalist friend of his and the story went completely mad and he became famous and blah, blah, blah. And there's another ending to the story, which is that he got involved in... Well, people can find that out ...nefarious practices involving mm. carrying things in box across borders. Um, however, it's a lovely story. Okay. And, I, and, and I'll put the details up because uh, I would have got about 100 things wrong in that story. Yeah, Reg Spears, Stuart. Reg Spears and his dirty strides. I cannot believe you're going to call your child Reg. I reckon it's a great name. I can't believe you think that. But long I support time. you. We've gone way too long. The APA are knocking on the door as Those we speak. Guys. It's time for us to leave. We'll be back tomorrow for the final episode of the week of the Stupidly Small Podcast. In fact, if, you want, if you're a numerical type, mm. it will be episode 84 tomorrow. It's confusing because the Better numbers have off. gone out. It used to be in five. It used to be in five. It's very confusing now for those numerically inclined. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy payday. Enjoy it. We certainly will. We will. And we'll speak tomorrow. Uh, bye-bye.